here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hi, I'm Matt Jackson. This is my brother, Nick Jackson. We're the mother-effing young bucks, and you are listening to the New Japan PuroCast. Suck it! Super kick partake to sweet me. Alright everyone, welcome to this week's edition of the New Japan PuroCast. Your weekly audio source for all things in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. My name is Colin Miller, being joined alongside, as always, by Mr. Damon McDonald. It is late Sunday afternoon, January 28th at the time that we are recording this. And Damon, we saw upsets, we saw title changes, and we saw lovers reunite of course i'm talking about the new beginning in sapporo two nights which took place saturday january 27th sunday january 28th and you know last week when we recorded this show we got into kind of a heated debate about we the did. kenny omega j white match and you were in the camp of j white this is a must win for him if he is to be a uh, a player, so to speak, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I was arguing that he didn't necessarily need to win the belt in order to get over. Well, Damon, congratulations. You were right on the money with the Jay White match. Although, I will say I feel like what happened afterwards almost overshadowed the match itself but i will give you the uh the floor to 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 bask bask in your glory i was right i I was uh listen you can put that in the damon was right folder right okay uh and and not for nothing i think there were uh, a lot of those moments where uh yeah, you know, maybe look, maybe somebody clued me in on some stuff, right? <laughs> but you know, sometimes when they ramble, it's not all nonsense, kids. Sometimes I, you know, I can't flat out be like, like I, I think I got this information. Damon's getting um, insider information. I mean, I don't look. You know, some things were said. Little, little. I was on the streak, Colin. I was on the street. Uh, Tokyo. There's a lot of streets in Tokyo. I don't know if you know that. Um, so you know, look. Uh, but. Everything did come to pass, as uh, my predictions held true. And, um, yeah, I think you know, I like the fact that Jay White put on a, a very good performance. Agreed. Uh, I like the fact that he did win the title because, again, I felt like he had to. I felt like that it, having two major losses in you know a month's time, really, uh, would do more harm than good. He had to win that title, and they did. And again, it set the wheels in motion to 
something, Colin, that this show has been I don't know, clamoring is the word, but you know, it's you know, ever since that gaze, ever since that that longing gaze, what two, three years ago, that gaze happened. Correct me if I'm wrong, but May of or no, hmm, maybe it wasn't May, but it was, it was Styles match. It was definitely in 2015. Correct. Uh, in that AJ Styles match, of course. So we're going on three years almost that we've been waiting for something to happen. And it finally did with Kota Ibushi making the save as uh, Kenny Omega is seemingly excommunicated from the Bullet Club, it looks like. A nice, slow burn pro wrestling angle. Oh, when it is done well. See, look. Uh, This is another reason why I am a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling. The slow burn and the payoffs eventually happen. This promotion rewards you for sticking with it. This promotion rewards you for uh, those little moments that you're clinging to. And, oh, remember when that little nuggets. It's like a good, it's like a really good TV show. You know, it's like one of those things where, oh, yes. You know, again, 2015, we're talking about one fucking gaze, one look, and we have been on it since that point, and now here's our payoff. And and I thought it was executed great. When pro wrestling is done well, Colin, I don't think there's anything that warms my heart more. That was a great moment, I thought. Um, and I know that Kenny Omega had even said on, I forget what show, it might have been Meltzer's um, and Alvarez. But it was a somewhere where he even said that, you know, there were times where they turned down Abushi and Omega just because it didn't feel right. It didn't feel like, you know, it was a moment. And oh we both God. thought that we were going to see it at the Dome. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, for very, I mean, they, you know, when the, when the Jericho opportunity came about, and I said it right when they announced that they had to do it, right? Right. But, you know, it's, it's, it's rewarding to be a fan. That's what I. That's one of the major things that I love about this promotion. Yes, the in ring is second to none, but it's those things. It's those payoffs that finally come to pass. That really, ah, uh, when again, when pro wrestling is done well, Colin, I don't think there's fucking anything greater. I don't think there's anything greater. I'm gonna have to agree with you, Damon. I think that uh, pro wrestling, uh, possibly the um, greatest uh, American art form, export, whatever you want to call it. I mean, uh, some might argue jazz might be, but that's okay. <laughs> well, besides, besides music, but um, anyhow, there was uh, another cool thing about this whole uh, Kenny Omega, uh, Kota Ibushi reunion. I think that, for the most part, maybe I'm wrong, but the thing that people were clamoring for and waiting patiently for was a match. But yeah. it looks like before that. We're going to see the Golden Lovers reunite, as I uh, referenced at the beginning of this podcast. And I think we're looking at them versus uh, Cody and Hangman Page. Yeah, it looks like Hangman Page is getting in the mix. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> uh, but I think that's perfect for those um, upcoming Ring of Honor shows, right? I think yes. a, a, J- a, Jay White, uh, a, a Jay White title defense against Hangman Page might be a, a perfect fit for those Ring of Honor shows. Um, and maybe even, maybe even uh, the uh, Long Beach shows. That's what show, I was thinking. I, I was thinking yeah. uh, 
Strong style, evolved. Um, of course, tickets go on sale for that this week, uh, January 29th, njpw1972.com. Uh, not sure yet. Not sure yet. <laughs> I don't, I, I gotta be honest with you, I don't think I'm making Long Beach. Well, the thing is, it's just one show. Yeah. You know, that's what kind of, um, financially speaking, uh, makes it not feasible for me, really. I wish they would fly us out. You know, hey, listen. I, if they want to fly us out, I'll go. It's not. Yeah. It's not the going that is the issue for me. It's the, um, you know, traveling all that way and uh, spending all that money for just one show. So, uh, and for what it's worth, I don't think they're really relying on fly-ins for that show. I think that they're counting on the uh, Southern California population to uh, fill that pyramid. Well, I hope so. I mean, I, I look. I, I have no doubts that it'll, the tickets will go very fast. Um, I think there will be fly-ins. I've talked to uh, a handful of people that said that they were interested in going and looking at going um, and excited to go. So they already have plans to go. I'll say to go 700 times. Um, so, I mean, I, feel, I think they'll get a mix. I don't know if, if it'll be as many as they had the first time. Uh, but, yeah, one show. Yeah, if they had two shows, that might be. And, again, the weekend that it is. What is it, the weekend before Mania? Uh, yes, it, it is very shortly uh, before Mania. The, the, the biggest traveling uh, week of the uh, pro wrestling calendar. So, yeah. you know, not, not, tons, and, not the best time for it. Yeah, sorry, I keep stepping all over. I'm sorry. Um, it's uh, lots of shows that week, right? And, and uh, you know, Ring of Honor, if I'm not mistaken, Ibushi's on uh, a show. Um, I know Daisuke Sakamoto is, um, is coming in to New Orleans. Tanahashi's booked for that weekend as well, but that, that might be iffy. That might be iffy. I, I Look, think that, that that's iffy at this point. I hope it's iffy. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I hope he's taking some well-deserved time off. I mean, I know they're working this, you know, injury, this injury with Suzuki um, into, you know, the overarching kind of thing that's always been happening since the day we started this podcast is, you know, Tanahashi being banged up and hurt and uh, needing time off. You know, they just kind of, I think they wrote it into the storyline, and, and, and away we go. Um, and, and, you know, they, they, uh, Kevin Kelly and Don Callis made some uh, mention of, you know, it's very odd to see a show or to open a show and hear about Tanahashi not making a show. Yeah, when does at, that ever happen? I think you could count that on one hand. Um, and and you probably have four fingers to spare. Um, so, you know, it's, it's he's banged up. We all know it. And hopefully this is uh, a good sign for him to take some time off, well-deserved time off. And we're going to delve uh, much more into that matchup. Uh, but first, we started off talking about uh, Kenny Omega versus Jay White for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship, of course, Damon right on the money with um, Jay White uh, becoming the uh, new IWGP U.S. champion. The uh, first time this title has changed hands since Kenny Omega uh, won it by defeating Tomohiro Ishii at those Long Beach shows last July. But Damon, let me ask you uh, a question right off the bat. So Jay White wins this title. Hangman Page comes out, issues the challenge. My first thought was, hmm, I Step guess that this backwards. is a, I, <laughs> well, I guess this is a mid-card title now. Um, a, a far cry from what 
Kenny Omega was talking about uh, doing with this title when he first won it, if I don't say so myself. Yeah, I think this, the, the challenge will be, will, any, will, will this title, if and when this title, has to headline a show and draw a house? Um, my, my biggest fear right now is I don't, I don't see it um, when it comes to Jay White and crowd reactions and people f- taking him as a serious number three, four, five guy, right? I think people are struggling with that. Um, again, I know I am. The, I know. I, I, I got to be honest with you. I, I, I sort of am too. Um, I, I'm still a little iffy. Again, I thought the match was very good, but I'm just it's a little bit of a challenge for me. And I think a lot of people in, again, we're, we're now putting Jay White. Jay White's your number one fucking, you know, you know I can't say uh, I don't know, North American because he's not, he's Kiwi. Um, but, you know, you know what I'm saying. He's, he's you know, he's going to be expected. That title is going to be expected to draw a house. Uh, and that's where the proof's going to be in the pudding. Now, again, New Japan is red hot right now. So um, they're not having any trouble filling buildings just on the name alone. But, um, you know, sexy matchups help. And I don't know if Jay White is the guy that's going to be able to carry that load. We will see. But uh, that's going to be the true test for, for me anyway. And speaking of uh, drawing houses, I just want to mention really quick an interesting statistic that I noticed. Um, this past show from the 28th, which featured Omega and White as the headliner, um, drew a little more than the show on the 27th where Tanahashi and Suzuki headlined. I just thought that was a little interesting. Just not not many more, a couple hundred, but um, interesting nonetheless. Yeah. Um, now, I don't know. I, I They kept mentioning weather being bad and snow. Yeah, and all Kevin that Kelly stuff. was talking about uh, snow in Sapporo, and my first thought was, I didn't even know it did snow in Japan. <laughs> of course it snows in Japan. Why wouldn't it? It's fucking, it was, you know, yeah, it snows. And does, in Tokyo, it doesn't happen often. Like, they don't get, like, like we get whacked. Like, when we get whacked with snow, we get whacked with snow. It's like the shining here. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's not like it's Green Bay, Wisconsin, mind you, but... um. And we're, we, we are good for, like, one or two you know, foot of snow, you know, one or two storms that produce, like, a foot of snow. But it doesn't, that doesn't really happen that often in, like, Tokyo. But, like, north and south, I think – I think more north, actually. Yeah, they, they – actually, they, the, like, northern Japan, they have a lot of, um, of very popular ski resorts. Um, I only know that because I watched this guy um, on YouTube. What's he uh, – what is it? What's it called? Abroad in Japan. This is guy Chris. He's uh, British, um, and he lives in Japan. And I don't know. His videos are pretty funny, and, and, and I like him. And he has his friend Natsuki. Natsuki is like his Fumi. <laughs> I swear to God. So Natsuki rules. Anyway, this is turning I into like know. a travel meteorology uh, in, in in Japan podcast <laughs> here. What's the dew point in in uh, fucking Osaka? You know, What's the elevation the above sea level, Damon, for Tokyo? <laughs> I believe it's uh, thirty thousand feet. I don't know, thirty thousand feet. The elevation oh, wow. thirty thousand feet. Yeah, that's amazing, right? I don't know how they breathe. I don't. We we had we had special oxygen tanks when we were in Tokyo. Oh, we were okay. Thousand feet above. Yeah, yeah. Everybody gets a little jetpack, and um, I didn't see them. Yeah, it's great. Fucking awesome. All right, Colin. Let's talk pro wrestling. Why don't we? Uh, these two shows were uh, fun and good. I don't know if they were great. I don't know if both of them were great. I thought that the first show. Um... 
was very good. I thought that the second show uh, was for the most part, but the only the only issue that I had with the latest show was I felt like I had just watched the undercard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the under the the undercard on this uh on this second show on the twenty eighth, I, I I had the feeling of okay, I, I I just watched this yesterday. This this feels like a lot of um recycled stuff, but at the same time, these two shows um did do a lot to uh, move things forward and um you know introduce uh, new angles as we um, journey into two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Um. You know what? I might even go so far as to say these these were very good shows. I mean, I don't even want to downplay good. I I, I really enjoyed them. I, I thought they were yeah. they were very good. They weren't like um, Dominion level or anything like that. Like that's not what these shows are. You know, the they're more about mo- moving things along, uh, driving things forward. And I think um, that we saw our first potential match uh, post Wrestle Kingdom match of the year candidate in uh, Tanahashi and Suzuki. January's been a very good year so far. It has. I mean, we haven't had that one just absolute blow-away match. Um, and again, uh, people can go back and forth with Jericho and, and, and Omega. And people can go back and forth with Naito and, and, and Okada. Um, I mean, again, last year, that Dome show, I mean, you had just home run after home run after home run after home run. This year, yeah, you probably had a, a, a home run, but you also had a, probably a, a you know ground rule double. Or something. A lot of baseball references today. Uh, yeah, lo- lots of inside baseball jargon going on that's here, right. way over my head, that's for sure. Ah, uh, oh, come on, you've got me here. Um, but again, you, you are right. It, it, this was it, this felt like a show that, while it may not have been you know match quality that we were all sinking our teeth into. It was. It was a lot of stuff that that progressed storylines, moved things forward, some title changes that I really enjoyed, um, and again, and and the, and the main events I thought delivered too. So yeah. And speaking uh, and of also, the main events, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say not only the main events. Um, I, I there was one match that I I got to be honest with you, I thoroughly enjoyed, and 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 I'm sure we'll get to it a little bit more in in depth. But that uh, Rapungi 3K Young Bucks match. Dude, I was fucking into that match. Damon, you, we're, we're on the exact same page here. I was going to say that that match was probably my match of the weekend between these two shows. That was my favorite match um, in, in these new beginning it. shows. Yep. I think if, if, if the, the injury is legit, and it felt like it was, and if it wasn't, he did a great job selling it. Uh, Matt Jackson deserves all the credit. You ever have your back lock up, dude? I oh, can't say that I have, but it's the worst. You're, you're paralyzed. You're, I mean, I mean, not literally paralyzed, but you can't. You, it, there's no worse feeling than not being able to just, you know, stand straight and walk. Oh, I had it happen once. I, I was crawling up my steps, and my wife's like, "What in the fuck? Are you okay?" And I'm like, "I can't fucking move." Um. Yeah, so I can't imagine if 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 that is a legit injury. And again, it seemed like it was. Uh, I could be dead wrong. Um, it, it that he did. A, God bless him. You know the ironic thing is, I was watching that match, and um, I had the thought of you know these young bucks. They, I, w- I wonder if they have trouble like getting out of bed in the morning, because <laughs> in in this match, um, I don't know if you uh, thought the same thing, but I felt like they they did a little more than they did in the uh, Wrestle Kingdom match. And since, we're, since we're talking about it, why don't we just start there, since it is okay. uh, sounds like it's our favorite match of the weekend. Uh, Young Bucks defending the IWGP Junior 
heavyweight tag team, excuse me, junior tag team titles against uh, Rapongi 3K, the rematch from Wrestle Kingdom. I felt like this match was uh, a little more devil may care, if you will, than the uh, Tokyo Dome match. Yeah, and well, here's the thing too. I really felt like I, I, I turned man. That match ended, and the first thought in my mind was that might have been the best Young Bucks match in New Japan. I that think might have been you the, might be onto something, and that's saying something. Like if you think about that and how long they've been in New Japan, had a lot of great matches at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. They've had a lot of car crashy matches. They've had, you know, they've had to. But to me, I really enjoyed this match. And I, I like I said, when it was over, I was like, that might have been the best motherfucking Young Bucks, Bucks match in New Japan. But maybe it may, they might have had some other other matches in, in Ring of Honor that might have beaten it uh, or, or Press and Gorilla or, or what have you. They gave them a lot of time too, Colin. They, that, that, correct me if I'm wrong. That went over 20 minutes. Yes, this match went 22 minutes. 34 seconds and uh, the thing that I wanted to mention was that I think that there's a difference between a Young Bucks match in Japan and a Young Bucks match in the States say at a, a Ring of Honor or a PWG and I felt like this match did a really good job of combining those two elements of the Young Bucks and kind of keeping a, an even balance. Because, like I said, I felt that there was there was a lot more going on than in the uh, the, the the Wrestle Kingdom match. It was a lot more a lot more car crashy. Yeah, uh, but even even with that those car crashes, Colin, and there were plenty of them, right? That one the one spot where Matt does that flip on the ramp. He does the senton, uh, the running senton from the ramp. Yeah, that 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 was that was crazy. And that's where he, that's where he, I think he where he's busted his ass. Um, I think so too. On that spot, if you watch it, if you watch it back, you could kind of see that's where he kind of like, ooh, something's not right. And um, yeah, he could barely walk at that point. And then uh, again, I just find it amazing. And and you don't really see this a lot in other pro wrestling, right? Maybe in the states. But when a guy gets hurt, like it seems to me that the the natural pro wrestling response, and again two guys working out a match would be to stay away from the injury. You know what I mean? Like if, if a guy blows out his fucking knee, they're not going to hammer the knee. Right. But in a real Japan, fight. Well, right, right, right. But like, you know, like, you know, if, if I'm wrestling you, Colin, and you come up and you're like, Oh, I fucked up my shoulder. I, I don't know if I'm going to give you a shoulder breaker in my next move. You know what I mean? I'm going to work on your leg or something, but they, they were beating the shit out of his poor back. Uh, Matt said, I was like, Oh, and then he's doing the Boston crab spots, you know, the, the lion tamer spots and the, uh, scorpion deathlocks and the, yeah, he's got the sharpshooter and he just he he just can't hold it. His back gives out. Yeah, and then you know the dives. He's still doing dives and he's still doing these you know crazy back bumps. And I'm like, oh my god, this poor guy. He's fucking. I mean, he got hurt. What do you would say? Halfway through the match. Yeah, I'd say so because that's about when he did the dive. I think uh, off the ramp. Yeah. So again, he's working another ten minutes with his back just. Shot up. Yeah, I mean, and again, your back is, for people who don't know where your back is, it's located behind you. On your back. It's your back. And it's the core of your body, man. Great anatomy lesson, Damon. 
thank you. I'm really like I'm really helpful today. I think you're very well, scholarly you today. You, you know, you, you know a lot about the weather in yeah. Japan. You know, yeah. you know a lot about anatomy. You're you're, you're on a roll here, pal. Out of baseball, yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I feel I feel like I'm just sharing wisdom everywhere I go, uh, spreading it around. Uh, but anyway, you're back. You know, that's uh, you. I, I think you can get away with an ankle getting fucked up, and you can get away with a shoulder getting fucked up. Your back locks up. Ah, you know, you're 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 in a bad way, and he was. And again, I I thought, even with that said, think about that too. Even with even with Matt Jackson, theoretically, being at what fifty percent at that point, forty percent, was still the best young bucks match I've seen in in, in New Japan. Absolutely, and uh, tremendous storytelling as well. And as was mentioned by uh, Kevin Kelly and Don, and Don Callis on the English commentary, it harkened back to uh, the uh, Young Bucks match against Rapongi Vice from mm-hmm. Wrestle Kingdom 11 with uh, Rocky Romero at the time getting the, uh, the roll-up pin on the Bucks. And this time it was Yo with the small package on Matt after uh, another sharpshooter attempt. So, uh, yeah. showing yo, two-time IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions, and if you think about it, I feel like they're going to go with this feud for a little while. So, this kind of had to happen, because if the Bucks retained, if they beat showing yo once again, it's like, okay, what did they do to deserve another title shot? So, they're, I, I see this as uh, keeping, keeping the feud going, because, quite frankly, I think it's the best thing in the Junior Tag Division in a while. Yeah. Um, again, the jun- there was this one small spot where the junior tags were a little stale, right? Um, but again, junior tags have always been just, except for that one little spot where it was just kind of like, uh, um, you know, with Rapongi Vice and with Red Dragon and with the Time Splitters and with the Bucks, you know. Hard to have bad matches. You know, Ricochet and, and whoever he wanted to you know, drag around. Um, it's hard to have bad matches. Ricochet you know? and Matt Seidel. Ricochet yeah. and Finley for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Always great matches. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, was this the match that I enjoyed the most this weekend? It's, it's, it's absolutely in my top three. Um, it might be. It might very well be. It was um, my get... favorite match of the weekend because it combined – Pretty much all of my favorite elements of pro wrestling, I think. You know, it combined the car crash elements. It combined the uh, the psychology. Um, it you know, it was just it was just the best of both worlds, I think. Yeah, we got to remember that that match. Um, not maybe not even necessarily for match of the year. I think it'll get votes. Um, I don't know if it's if it's. I mean, we'll have to see how the year pans out. But still pretty early. So, I mean, it's January. It's still fucking January. Um, but uh, that's that's a nice little feather in the Young Bucks cap for, for taking tag team of the year. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a helpful match to make that happen. Um, so far, uh, so far, so good. Hopefully, Matt's okay. Uh, Show and Yo grab the belts, and uh, away we go. Nice. And Damon, for what it's worth, once again, that was a uh, another prediction by you. That yeah. was right on the money. You called that one. Yeah, I I think I got every title change, if I'm not mistaken. I, I call, think you did. I called Suzuki. I called uh, Bucks. I called uh, Jay White. Speaking of Suzuki, 
why don't we talk about that match? And of course, uh, today, ladies and gentlemen, we want to hit all of the uh, major matches on the show. So we're kind of jumping around a little bit, not a uh, traditional match-by-match review, but uh, that's okay. So from the first night, January 27th, Saturday, uh, Tanahashi defending the IWGP IC title against Minoru Suzuki, I thought that uh, I thought that this was a killer match that mm. not only established Minoru Suzuki as just the uh, villainous, badass, um, rem- remorseless, just scary human being that he is, but I thought that the ending was perfect because uh, now Tanahashi has a built-in claim to the IC title. He never tapped out. I thought right. it was I thought it was perfect. I thought I, I, everything about th- this match was just perfect. I agree. Um now, which but I will I'm going to I'm going to put you on the hot seat, Colin Miller. Go ahead. Right? I know you like a little like like your fanny to be warmed. <laughs> do you? Hey, listen, um, I do have the uh the the heated seat gimmick in my car. Me too. Aren't they great? Oh, they they're the th- they're just the best. They are such a joy riding yeah. to work in the morning. Simple pleasures, right? Simple pleasures. That the seat. I had a. I rented a car one time, and it had. Not only did it have seat warmers, but it had seat coolers. Really? Like, so it was like a cool breeze blowing up my crotch. Right? <laughs> what could like, beat that? I don't know if I liked it though, because I always felt like I don't know. Like, it felt like. Is it a weird sensation? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's it almost feels like it's like because it was in the summer and I had shorts on. Um. It almost felt like it was damp. It got, I don't know, just like a weird feeling. I mean, yeah, a cool breeze blowing on your, your junk. I mean, you know, after a while, it gets a little little annoying. Um, so there you go, a little auto talk, Colin. <laughs> hey, we hit a baseball, cars, weather in Japan. Uh, we got it, mate. Travel. What a podcast. You, you, you never know what you're going to learn. When you listen, hey, listen to the New Japan PuroCast, but uh, this is an entertaining fucking podcast, Colin. If I don't say so much, not for nothing, not for nothing. Not for nothing. Uh, so I'm gonna put you on the hot seat, Colin. Go ahead. Would you say that this match with Suzuki had very similar tone and feel to that of the Okada match? Ah, uh, yes, Damon. I was thinking the same thing. Go ahead. In that. There was a lot of legwork and a lot of heel hooks and a lot of fucking submission holds that, again, I heard a lot of people complaining last year that it felt like, Jesus Christ, he had him in a fucking leg lock and for 20 minutes. He's selling it. I mean, I thought Suzuki was supposed to be this badass or this, you know. Sadist. Yeah, well, how can he be in a leg lock for 20 fucking minutes? Um, Would you agree... That the legwork was too much, Colin, or no? No, I don't think it was too much at all because I think that, well, first of all, that Okada match from last year's new beginning with Suzuki, I think that went a little bit longer than this match. I think that match was almost close to like 45 minutes. This one just went a little bit over a half hour. And no, I don't think that the leg work was too much at all because, again, with that with that Okada match, I think the issue that people had was, number one, the length, and uh, number two, Okada just seemingly Superman through it, and right. that was that. There wasn't really much. I mean, he, 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 sure, he, sure, he sure as hell didn't go out on a stretcher like Tanahashi right. did here at the end. So I think that this was a li- little bit different. There was more of a uh, a payoff 
after Suzuki worked on the leg so much than there was in the Okada match. I could see that. Okay, that's a that's a good job by you. I like that, um, and I would agree. Right? I mean, it. Uh, you knew Tanahashi wasn't going to tap, right? Well, you, I can't say you knew, but you know, just I didn't the way know. Tana- I didn't know, but at the same time, it didn't surprise me. And um, I think it always is interesting to have the occasional. Um, ref stoppage because it does add that element of unpredictability to matches yeah yeah um i thought they did a really great job with that i like that the, i like the match a lot it that's the, like when i was going back and forth of what match i liked the most was the was the bucks and rapongi or um tanahashi and suzuki I, that's the that's where i was going back and forth i really enjoyed this match a lot again i think when suzuki's on his game He's tough to beat. He, he is. He just comes across as a legit tough guy and a legit badass and a legit, you know, guy who can break your fucking arm and beat you with it. Well, he was the king of pancreas, Damon. Ah, listen. Uh, that's nothing to sneeze at. He did, what was it, two times with Ken Shamrock? That's what they kept saying. He kept batting us over the head with Um Look, he's a fucking, he's a killing machine. <laughs> and the thing that I find uh, most amazing is that on one end, we have a a battered, uh, beaten Hiroshi Tanahashi who is uh, in his early 40s, right? He's uh, not not in the best of shape currently. And we have... Sounds Minor- like me. <laughs> <laughs> we have Minoru Suzuki. I didn't even have to say that either. You, I, you, listen, you did I, it to I, yourself. After the night I had... Oh my God! I like I I've never been more hungover. I felt like like last night we did we went to Baltimore and we tore it up. Um, but um, oh, I woke up this morning and I, I I felt it in my chest. Like I was just like I, I've never felt a hangover like this before in my life. Totally fucking battered. But um, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know what it feels to be forty and aching, Tanahashi. <laughs> yeah. So, so on one side we have Damon and Tanahashi, early forties. You know, really just kind of beaten up, and then Minoru Suzuki on the other side, who's in his late forties. And uh, I mean, these guys are are uh, no spring chickens anymore, especially uh, Suzuki. And this was a different kind of match than what we saw from King of Pro Wrestling back in twenty twelve. But I mean, if it. If your wheelhouse is, you know, um, psychology and storytelling, I think that this was the match for you above all uh, that that happened this weekend on these shows. Yeah, you got two of the best. I mean, Tanahashi's, you know, I don't think, uh, personally, I don't think there's anyone greater. I think he is the greatest pro wrestler of all time. Um, And not just in Japan. You're saying Hiroshi Tanahashi, greatest pro wrestler of all time. Yeah, big time, big time spots. Big big matches, uh, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, listen. People could go Flair, you know, eighties. I think, I think the biggest knock on Flair was was his repetitiveness. Like, I think if people watched Flair, like like had access to matches with Ric Flair, the way that we do now, with the streaming services and every match being televised and all that, I think people might start squinting a little bit and be like, oh, it seems like this is the same match every fucking time. Now, the thing with Ric Flair, too, is that, you know, he was, you know, on his game every night, and he would travel. He would do – his schedule was ridiculous. Like, I have a book of results um, from the 80s, and it's like – it would be like, Ric Flair uh, wrestles, you know, Kerry Von Erich, Dallas, Texas – 
And then, you know, that night he'd be in Florida wrestling Barry Windham, you know, and and doing 60-minute matches in both places. Um, just crazy nonsense schedule. Um, so, and, and again, consistently he was great, and his promos were great. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just a different era. I was watching a lot of um, Mid-Atlantic stuff. WWE you know what? I, I was just about to say, I was watching an episode of Mid-Atlantic last night. Yeah, I was watching a whole string of it um, a couple <laughs> days ago. Um, I saw somebody put it up, and I actually renewed my subscription for that. Um, for so the network? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, eh, what the fuck, nine bucks. You know, that's a beer I could do. You know. Exactly. Um, yeah, I was watching a, a good handful of it. Um, it's just weird, man. It's just like... I was watching Jake Roberts and yep. Rick, Ricky Steamboat tag up last night against yeah, these two I, jobbers. Yeah, it was, it was all, it's all squash matches, but I was watching Slaughter... Like Slaughter had his uh, Cobra Clutch challenge against it was Blackjack Mulligan Jr. who was Barry Windham. Um, they, they, they were working that. And here's the thing about oh, I, I know we're all over the place here. So now, not only are we going to do weather, we're going to do a little uh, 1980s pro wrestling in Mid Atlantic. Hey, why not? It's, it's good why stuff. Not? Yeah. Um, here's the thing, though. There is something to be said about having your you know, how we have GMs now and we have, you know, authority figures and whatever the fuck, right? Uh, these, in modern times, are, are, it's so much better than what you had back in the day, like when Bob Geigel used to come out and he would just ramble on nonsense. You'd be like, I don't even know what's happening. Like, like we're going to have a tag team tournament and there's going to be teams and it's just like rambling on and on. And you're like, fucking, I don't even know what... Like and it's, it was like him, um, Bob Caudle, who, uh, you know, he was old in 1982, right? Uh, and David Crockett, who was the, the absolute fucking dirt worst, um, of all time. He's he might be my least favorite because uh, he's just. Was uh, he the one who was commentating on Mid Atlantic? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bob, like I'm sure it was Bob Caudle, Caudle, and um, David Crockett. David yeah. Crockett. Yeah. Ugh. Ooh, they just couldn't get over angles. Like they, they needed to have people re-explain these angles seven hundred times. Because I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Who gave a thousand dollars? I think we should save the rest of that for our new Mid Atlantic podcast <laughs> that's coming. Apparently, <laughs> could you imagine if we started that up and just like rewatched these episodes on the network and did like a set? That'd be crazy. I would. That'd be fun. We'd have um, like the most. It, it, it'd be so interesting because I've never seen any of this shit. I'm watching right. it for like the first time. You you lived through this stuff, so yeah. But I don't remember seeing a lot of this stuff, um, the Mid Atlantic yeah. stuff. I didn't I didn't get a lot of these tapes growing up. Um, I'll tell you who does who. Do, I don't know if you're in. in well, no, because uh, I started in '82. I think. Uh, I think they have like '81, '82, and '83. Um, Piper is is starting to do his his color commentary. They had mentioned was, Piper uh, on the on that show I watched. Yeah, he's he's really good. He's he's really good doing that. All right, let's get out. Let's get out. Let's get uh, in our TARDIS. Now that we did a sufficient <laughs> plug for the network. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't let's think anyone saw TARDIS. that coming. Uh, yeah, yeah, back to this Tanahashi Suzuki match. So once once again, Damon, uh, you were correct. Suzuki, the uh, new IWGP IC champion, Tanahashi going out on a stretcher and um, uh, like like we said earlier. Um, calling it in for the next night not on that show i would personally like to see him stay out until at the very least dominion because i kind of think you 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 almost need him for for the dominion show but 
I wouldn't be opposed to him uh, taking a break until the start of the G1. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the timeline for Hiroshi Tanahashi's return? Take as much time as you fucking need, dude. Honestly, take as much time as you need. Get healthy. Um, I would be perfectly fine. I think it'd be great to have him, you know, imagine that announcement, you know, him coming back at G1, right? I think that I think that would get a nice little pop. Um, and that's when you need him. Uh, you have so many guys who can carry a house. Naito, Okada, Omega. Um, you know, you, you're doing okay. You know, uh, you know, uh, you're not hurting for talent. You're not hurting for people who can fill the buildings. So, um, I think it's okay. I think I think if it's, I think he can rest easy on his pillow uh, at night, knowing that the company is in good shape and he can take time off. I and think so too. I, I I don't think Tanahashi being gone until let's say that he is gone until the start of the G1. Let's just say um, is is that going to hurt New Japan's business in any way, shape, or form up until then? No, I think they can get by a couple months. I think it, you're, you're perfectly fine. Again, the names I named, and I'm sure I'm missing people that could that could easily help with that house. I mean, look at Kota Ibushi right now. Um, and, and listen, and 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 they're making stars, right? They're making they're making you know Jay White is is now a guy they're going to lean on to fucking draw a house. He holds. Um, he he beat Kenny Omega for a major title in New Japan. So we'll see what happens. Right. I mean, and then you always have the Cody Rhodes thing. Um, Nah, they're 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 set up pretty well. They're 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 okay. Take time off. Um, I think G one would be a perfect opportunity for him to come back. Um, and, and I think it would be more special too. Like Tana, the, the return of Tanahashi for the the G one climax uh, twenty eight. I guess it would be or twenty nine. Yeah. Um. I think that that gets a perfect spot. Um. That that'll get what that starts in late July usually, right? Yep. Late July. So. You know, comes six, back to Cork and Hall. I, I I think that would be the perfect place. Agreed. I'm I'm down with that. Now I think that there is some concern among fans. I saw a little bit of it on Twitter, of uh, Minoru Suzuki holding the IC title, and um, I think that there is uh, a reason for those concerns because you and I and seemingly everyone else was none too happy with Suzuki's never title reign. I mean, we saw we saw a lot of nonsense, a lot of shenanigans, a lot of underwhelming matches with people, um, at least up until that Goto match from Wrestle Kingdom. Um, and it looks like Suzuki's first challenger for the title could be mm-hmm. Togi Makabe. So do you think that any of those concerns that people have um, are, are are valid, especially with um, what we saw from uh, earlier this morning with Makabe coming out? Yeah, I can, I can see where people are a little concerned. Um, the never the never situation was a, it was a disappointment. I think everyone can agree with that. Um, but I think if they're smart, well, here's the problem. If they're smart, it doesn't have to be as bad as the never you know, situation with subpar matches, all the fucking nonsense. The problem is, is that I don't get a, I don't get a strong feeling that that's going to be the case, that they're going to stop that. Right. Um, I mean, we saw during uh, the Elgin, uh, Hinare match. You know, Elgin Hanari against Suzuki and Izuka, uh, and he, you know, and even the uh, the the uh, Intercontinental Title match, you know, even at the end, it's just a lot. You know, listen, it's Suzuki Goon guys. 
I, I hate to fucking break the bad news, but this is what you get. The good and the bad. When Suzuki is on and there's no nonsense, it could be as great as what we saw. Um, the problem is, is that you're going to get a lot of Suzuki goon nonsense. And again, remember what I said a couple of weeks ago. There is a payoff. You know, at the Dome, one of the best spots, one of the best moments was during that Goto Suzuki match was when Suzuki goon tried to interfere and tried to to cause nonsense. And everybody's holding him back, Young Lions, everybody else. And then Yoshihashi comes in. You know, that was a good moment. That was a payoff moment. Well, unfortunately, you got to wade through knee-deep shit to fucking get there. And so that, that, I can see people's concerns. Yes, and Makabe, truth be told, does nothing for me. Right? That, that, that. I mean, it could be a good match. Togi Makabe is not a bad wrestler um, by any means. And I think that he could have a good mean guy match with Suzuki. Um, And it could be like a good first successful title defense for Suzuki as well. But you know what I'm really hoping that we see? And there is a tie-in with Togi Makabe here. Damon, name one of... uh, Togi Makabe's best opponents who who he's wrestled at Wrestle Kingdom and who he has had just a string of hard-hitting matches with. The man we can't pronounce his last name. Tomohiro Ishii. Tomohiro <laughs> Ralph. Ralph. Ishii. Let's get back to Ralph. Yeah, we got heat on uh, on Reddit. I saw somebody was complaining. Did we? Fucking yeah, I mean, listen, whatever. I mean, if you're listening to this show, you're going to get upset with fucking pronunciations. Uh, Listen, here's my logic with that. I think that Mauro Ranallo is a smart guy, and I always heard him say Ishii on the old New Japan Access TV show. So therefore, I started saying Ishii. So if you don't like the way I say it, uh, tweet Mauro Ranallo and, uh, you know, um, give him a hard time. No, please don't do that. Um, (laughs) Anyway, people pronounce things differently. You know who the fuck we're talking about. Like, and, and, And that's why I purposely go the other way. If you notice, I go at the other way. I go, I do the Ishii. Yeah, you say Ishii, and I, I know who you're talking about. Nice. You know who I'm exactly. talking about. So let's not let's let's not nitpick here. Nitpickers. All right. Um, Suzuki, <laughs> red hot though right now. Like, yes. Could you imagine he was in Noah? You know, exiled in Noah for those few years, and uh, came back at last year's uh, New Year Dash show. Um, a lot of people, I don't know. Not that thrilled with how his uh, 2017 went, but right now I'll tell you what, red hot, and uh, he—he this guy's showing like no signs of slowing down either. Had a very good January, right? Very good January. Very good January. And you look at like we talked about Tanahashi. Um, Suzuki's older, right? Suzuki is 49 years old, and Tanahashi is 41. Okay, I, 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 and not for nothing. What would you rather have? Would you rather have Tanahashi's broken down body or Suzuki, where it seems like he could fucking go another 20 years? I'd, I'd rather have Suzuki at this point. Suzuki's almost like, I swear to God, he's like a Bob Backlund. He's like a Japanese Bob Backlund <laughs> in, in, in the sense that he's still doing like all, the, all, all these crazy exercises like well like into his early 50s. Right. His warm-up is, you know, kicking people in the mouth. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I mean... I mean, listen, he's not jumping off top ropes, mind you. But but, you know, on the flip side, the guy had a fucking MMA career. You know, that's, that's that right. Can't be, you know, that can't be too great on he's a body. Still in great shape. 
Yeah. I mean, it's pretty. You know what it is? And what was weird meeting him? He's actually smaller than I thought he was. I could like, see that. Like, like height wise, not, you know, but he was small. Like I'm, I feel like I'm taller than him. Um, well, you are a tall man, Damon. I, you know what? You know how, like, you just don't see yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you, you like maybe, like, until you step in front of a mirror, you're like, ah. But even some mirrors, you're kind of like, ah, I kind of look at it, like, all right. And then you go out and you, like, walk past the window and you're like, oh, my God, that's you're, me. You're a two face. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm a, I'm a mess. Um, but Suzuki, yeah, he was, he was shorter than I thought he was. Um, and very, here's another thing, too. I would have thought that he would have, and I don't know why this stuck with me. I don't know why. But it still to this day. I would think that he would have like hands of sandpaper. Hands of stone Ron Garvin. He really doesn't. They're very soft hands. Oh, you think he moisturizes better. with like dove or something? He has to. He has he has to have some kind of a regiment. Because uh there wasn't a callus to be found on him. There wasn't a Don Callus to be found. <laughs> I, I, I was just gonna say there's a callus to be found in the uh announcing booth. Yes. Um, I think they did a good, really good job too. I think they did a great job. Uh, I, and... I listened to one show Japanese and I listened to one show English. Um, I listened to I both English. One. You both English? Because I'm a yeah, true I fan. They, I, I think they really are finding their groove. Um, I got to make mention of one comment that absolutely had me fucking roaring. I, I have to as well. You you give yours I mean, first. The same one. So Don Callis is talking about uh, marriage or something like that, and he's like, oh, you know. I, I guess four times the charm. Yeah, yeah. And and Kevin Kelly had a line that absolutely fucking knocked me out. He goes, "Here, you know what you should do? Just find somebody that you hate and buy her a house." <laughs> and I <laughs> fucking roared. Oh, Kevin Kelly with a line of the other night. I, it was actually uh, I had to rewind it and play it for my wife. Uh, she got a kick out of it too. I was gonna say, did you relate to that, Damon, or uh, why did you find? Oh, I, I mean, no. I mean, I've only been married once. Oh, okay. Just one, just check. No, I would. Uh, I I don't. I, I don't. Uh, I, I. Here's the thing too. Um. Of my friends, I am the only one. I'm. The, I'm. We're. We're the lone survivor. It's pretty amazing, actually. Wow. Big. Big. Big round of applause for uh, yeah. Damon and the Misses. But <laughs> the uh, thing. Put up with me. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> God, she deserves a. Some sort oh, of a medal, medal of honor for that. You have for no that. idea. <laughs> but, you have no idea. But the the things that that get me are the the Don Callis innuendos, and the first one came uh, on the twenty seventh. It was the first. It was early into the first show, and I think it was uh, during the Suzuki Goon match when, of course, uh, Azuka is making his way through the crowd, and uh, Taka's caught him on the leash, and Don Callis just goes. I wonder if I can borrow that leash for later. <laughs> like st- stuff like that. I don't know. I've I find that hysterical just because of the, it's because of how creepy it is. Yeah, it is. It is a little bit. That's ah, good for him. Listen, uh, you know, he's having a good time. He's having the time of his life. Um, I was watching. Uh, what you, being that we're there. Um, what did you think of, of these multi-man tag matches? I, I was waiting for you to comment on, on them. Second matches on the show, both nights, right? Yeah, the Suzuki. Uh, okay, so like the first one was it was Tenzan Nakanishi replacing uh, Kojima, of course, who was the ruptured ACL. Oh yeah, you know what? Let me make mention of that. That's a, that's a serious injury, right? Yeah. So, 
You know who else had a ruptured ACL? And people might know, people in the States not know. Who's that? So, again, Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl, big deal around here, right? Yes, it well, is. Their, start, their starting quarterback was like an MVP type, not Montavious. Um, <laughs> but he was a, you know, a, a, you know, a legit best player award. Uh, he was a best bout machine. Blew out his ACL. Um, that's he's not expected. He's out for the year, obviously. So there's a backup quarterback now leading the Eagles into the Super Bowl. Um, who's doing a hell of a job, by the way. Um, a little football talk, a little, little NFL talk here, Colin, right now. Um, I don't, I don't think Brady's going to put them over, though. I, I, I don't think that the booking is now, going that way. No. Now you think you think he's got you know it's, it's a it's a Hogan esque. Yeah, very. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of see. Uh, I, I'm predicting an Eagles win. Anyway, long and the short of it is Carson Wentz, the guy who got hurt, his ACL. Uh, he's not back till next year, right? And next year is August. You know, training camps. So. That's a serious injury. And so for a young man, that's at least a you, – you're, you're out a year if you're a young man. And, An uh, NFL player, yep. yep. And Kojima, you know, certainly no spring chicken uh, either. And for him to have a, a ruptured ACL, that's uh, that's got to be rough to say the least. So uh, best wishes uh, to Kojima as he rehabs through that. But uh, the Suzuki-Goon match that you want to get into, uh, Tenzan, Nakanishi, Liger, Tiger Mask, and Kushida – Versus Suzuka, Kanemaru, Taichi, Desperado, and Taka Michinoku. <laughs> Listen, lot, lots of this. This was a Suzuki Goon match. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Again, it was fifty-five thousand miles an hour. Like there was no stopping. It was action, fucking packed. Plenty of nonsense. Yeah, and yeah, and again, I, I'll say it before. Plenty of brawling. Nonsense. Second match. Let I got no problem with it. Do it. And, but it was it was balls to the wall, constant movement. I was not looking at my phone once. Um, it was like if you have like attention deficit deficit disorder, like this is the match for you because there's 750,000 things going on in the ring at the same time. Um, you'll never get bored. You'll never get you know lose interest. Uh, I think everybody had their working shoes on. I'm Colin. I swear to you, I I enjoyed that second match. Just about as much as I enjoy anything else on, on these shows. Really, the second the, the second match on the first card from the twenty yeah. seventh, you enjoyed yeah. that as much as anything on the card. I mean, I really oh, maybe not as much as fucking the main events and all that. Maybe I'm. It was your favorite undercard stuff, is what you're trying to say. Oh, hands down, by far, hands down. Hands down. Listen, I'm not hitting the fast forward button. I'm on the end. I, I, I'll tell you another thing. Sitting there watching these shows. Uh. I, I kind of, you know, listen, I don't, I barely remember what I have for breakfast. So, um, it's, I forgot, you know, what match was coming up and they showed it on the, the, the jumbotron. I was like, oh, fuck. Yes. This is going to be good. And it always is both, both nights. Great. Great. Loved it. Do you think that there's any significance to, uh, Kushida winning with the hoverboard lock on the first night? Uh, yeah. He, but then he lost in the second night, right? Kushida, the second night, yeah, he did lose. However, um, no, Kushida, was, Kushida was not in the Suzuki Goon tag match the right, second the night. Yeah. Um, uh, so let me let me let me touch on that. One, I like the fact I like Kushida getting the win uh, with the hoverboard lock. Um, I think that that's that's a, that's a very fair finish. Here's what I don't like, man, and they still do it to this day, and it's just one of those things that just fucking gets under my skin. 
in 2018. There's this idea that a junior has to always fucking take the fall. Why does the junior always have to take the fucking fall in these matches? Because there is an unofficial hierarchy or pecking order in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and the juniors just happen to be below the heavyweights, I guess. And that and, and that even includes like like a Yoshihashi heavyweight. Like there's still yeah. there's still a step beneath that. Yeah, I mean, and again, the, the idea is is that they weigh less. They're not as strong. They're not as physical. The big guys can beat the little guys. Which is which is laughable because like it is. How, That's what I'm how much do you think that like Jay White weighs? Like you know, two two twenty max. I'd say like he's a very lean guy who's fighting for a heavyweight title, and like the 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 limit for the junior heavyweight division is two twenty. God, a lot of a lot of these heavyweights in 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 New Japan are under two twenty. I'm telling you right now. I mean, Kenny Omega goes from a junior to a heavyweight just by saying, "I'm going from a junior to a heavyweight." You know? <laughs> right. Uh, Kota Ibushi went right. from a junior to a heavyweight. Um, I don't think he gained much more weight, if any. I mean, you know, a couple pounds on maybe, but not much. A couple not pounds of lean the, muscle, that's about it. Yeah, then turn into fucking Hiroki Goto. <laughs> You're right, um, he's, a, he's, not, he's not Kitamura. Right, exactly. Um, I want to talk about them, too. I want to talk about those. those Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's just one of those things, man. I just, I hate, I, don't, I just feel like, the, and here's another thing. Poor fucking David Finley. Ah. I, at this point, why would anybody tag with David Finley if, you're, you know, if, if we're kayfabing it? Um, you know, like why, why would anybody fucking tag with David? Do you think that they gather, uh, together in, in, in the, in the gorilla position before, before the match, like the rest of his teammates and they're like, uh, I see, uh, see Finley's tagging with us tonight. <laughs> you're going to get in the uh, locker room and they're like, oh, let me see what, who I'm working with tonight. It's not even like working with I'm cause David Finley's a great work. I'm, we're saying like, you know, if, if pro wrestling were real, um, yeah, I know like the whole idea of, you know. The matchmaker comes up. All right, it's you and David Fenley. And you're like, ah, fuck, shit. The guy hasn't won in 20 years. Yeah, I know. Um, His friend came back and main evented the Tokyo Dome. And... Man, I tell you what, he's got it. There's got to be a part of him that's just eat that. That has to eat at him a little bit. Well, I told you what he needs to do. He needs to go to Germany. Again, we we've, we've said it a trillion. Is it, like the David Finley go away um, excursion talk is that and. Uh, Merging the tag are our two go-to bits uh, on the pure. That's where he needs to go, Damon. Germany, I'm telling you. It's a hotbed for pro wrestling right now, I tell you. It is. I've heard people say that, actually. Um, It sort of is. I'm sorry. I'm just unwrapping something. Um, Yes. I don't care where he goes. He just needs to go somewhere. I feel bad for the guy. The guy's fucking taking falls every match. Uh, And, again, the juniors. It's 2018 when we change that idea that a junior always has to fucking take the fall. All right, uh, where do you want to go? You want to go Kitamura? Uh, yeah, let's go Kitamura, actually. So he had two matches on these shows. Uh, first match against Michael Elgin from Saturday, and then against Juice Robinson on Sunday in the Kitamura seven-match trial series. The uh, final matches before he goes away on excursion. Um, Is that a definite? Is that a definite? I th- as far My understanding is that he's he's going away. Okay. Yeah. Well, he won the New Japan. Not the New Japan Cup. <laughs> That'd be uh, awesome. It would be. <laughs> yeah, the Lions Cup, Young Lions Cup. Um, and and part of that was, uh, I saw written somewhere 
that he goes away on an excursion he, that that earned him an excursion. Um, so yes, I hope so. Con, I love this idea. I am in love with this idea of a seven match challenge. I really think that is a fucking great idea. And the one I that really he had it. against Elgin, the first one, that would I, I thought that was like a great big hoss match, you know. Yep, I think Elgin shined there. He he made him look really really good. Uh, and here's one thing: Kidam wears chops, man. Woo! They're wicked are heavy. Um, I thought the Juice match was okay. I didn't think it was that great. Um, that one I struggled with. I thought the Elgin match was pretty good. Uh, but I like the idea: different opponents, singles matches, right? Uh, give them a couple minutes. Give them you know eight minutes. See what he can do. I I love that idea. I think it's a uh, real smart. Real I have smart. a new booking idea too for uh, Nikita Mora, Damon. Want to hear it? Go ahead. It kind of it, it it kind of ties into Okada. So, what we're gonna do is we're gonna keep Okada champion until Kitamura comes back from his excursion, Uh-oh. right? Okay. And <laughs> and Kitamura oh, when, like re- when, when he returns, Kitamura is just gonna go. He is going to just steamroller everyone. He's gonna spear jackhammer, spear jackhammer. Kitamura is just going to destroy everyone and up and you know at this point okada is gonna have held this title for like what three four years now and finally kitamura earns the right to challenge okada for the iwgp heavyweight title by i don't know winning the new japan cup or whatever and just decimating everyone and and that's that's where okada drops the title wow i didn't know he was doing a podcast with vince russo Hey, it's not that bad, is it? Um, I'm not a big fan of the steamroller. Okay, I'm not, 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 a, not a big Goldberg fan. Well, no, nah, I never really was, to be honest with you. I don't know. I just don't like the, that idea. Like, I, I just think I understand the idea is that you're trying to make a guy look super strong um, to be, uh, you know, somewhat undefeatable in people's eyes. But I think it just makes the rest of your roster look like dog shit. You know what I mean? And for what it's worth, I am partially joking. Although there is a part of me, a very dark part of me, that that would like to see something like that happen, where a monster just comes back and decimates everyone. But yeah. you know, I'll be a little more realistic. Um, I think that uh, Kitamura, you know, he's in his early thirties right now. Uh, now is the time to go away uh, on excursion. And when he does come back, I will say though that I I think that he could be the he he could add the monster element that New Japan currently lacks because ev- everyone loves everyone loves a monster, right? I like a monster. I don't I, I don't got a problem with a monster. Um, look, he's a big boy. He's got plenty to learn. Um, I think that I, I, I would think that they, you don't want security but, uh, knocking on his door. M- Mr. Kitamura, you're up. <laughs> Mr. Kitamura. He's breathing out sparks <laughs> and smoke. Oh, damn it. Um, if, if, look, if, if only I was booking, ah, this, this company would be fucking toast. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, again, I'm not the biggest fan. I, I like a monster. I don't know if I like. The idea of, of mowing through your roster. Bell rings. Okada spear. O- Okada gets speared in in in, in seconds. Oh God. No. 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 Okay. No. no. I don't want to do that. All right, but I like the idea of the seven match challenge. That's good, right? That's fun. Agreed. You all enjoy that, and I think, uh, like I said, I like the Elgin match a little bit more than the Juice match, but uh, I I love the idea and the premise. Do you have the line? Do, 
they were making mention that um that all the matches in this seven match challenge were announced like his opponents do we know that right now um i could certainly check into that all right check into that later use that use use the, use your google foo as they say and uh and to see if we can find that later on or whatever post it later i'm I, i'd be curious to see that i know i could google it but my computer's so fucking slow i'm afraid i'm afraid to touch my computer when we're recording because it's like made in 1902 you know, I <laughs> literally, right? It, well, it's a MacBook, mind you, but um, I just feel like it's just so slow. And, and here's another thing too. Let me let's let's get a little technology talk, Colin, if you don't mind. Hey, we might as well. We've covered the gamut here. Yeah. Fuck my iPhone. I, I these these operating system updates. My phone, my battery. I don't touch my phone. I purposely don't touch my phone. I, you know, and it's like. The battery drains so fucking quick. And yes, I'm closing apps and I'm doing all yeah, you know, I know how to do all that. Um like it's just it horseshit and it's so slow and laggy and I mean I got an iPhone six plus. Right? It's not, I, I think I have the same be, one. It shouldn't be fucking happening. You know what I mean? Actually, your your yours is the huge one, right? The plus. Yeah, the okay, yes. okay, okay. Mine's mine's a little smaller, if you know what I'm saying. But I, it, it, it works for me. <laughs> it's not the size of the phone, Damon. No, no. It's the uh, it's, it's how it's the you data use it. you fucking use. I don't. That's know. right. Um, I don't know. It's just it's really getting fucking annoying with me. I I got to be honest with you. It's really getting really getting annoying uh, with these i these iOS updates because they just they feel like they they purposely make this shit to fucking kill your phone so that you make you want to go get another. I feel like I'm on a Joe Lanza rant right now, but um, well, there are a lot of similarities there. <laughs> <laughs> right, hey, speaking of Joe Lanza, uh, I did the um, the Joe Gagne match game, the five star match game. Yeah, people uh, people were excited to see that. It was a nice little surprise because uh, that's that's like a pairing that people have been clamoring for. Uh, I think since we started. That's right. It's like, it's like the Golden Lovers getting back together. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, it was fun. Um, I, I I mean, it's been out for a while now, so I don't think I'm spoiling anything. But I lost. I lost. It's it, it is. Um, somewhat nerve-wracking in the sense of you can't really cheat like the you don't know what questions you're going to get so you can't like google it um it'd be really impossible and people would know you're cheating but um it was fun uh lance's lance seems like a really great guy and we had a blast and so give that a listen uh it's a short listen it's like 30 minutes long right uh but you could see i i did well in the beginning but then I fell apart at the end. There's a couple of them where I should, because he goes, he wanted Takahashi. It was like a rapid fire round. He's like uh, Takahashi's name on excursion, and for whatever reason, I'm thinking of Yujiro, and I'm like, I forget. And he meant Hiromo, and I know, I know that's Kamitachi. Yeah, Kamitachi. Yeah. Well, I fucking blew that one. That was where I shit the bed, actually. Um, that's where it fell apart. But I was getting like we had like arenas, like name um, arenas where events took place, like Okada's first title win. I'm like, oh, fuck. How am I going to remember this shit? Um, but I got a couple gems. I got, um, yo, 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 where is um, the best of the Super Junior finals Yo-yogi. show? Yoyogi, correct. I got that one. And the only reason I know that is because it's a train stop between Shibuya and Harajuku, I think. So it's like Harajuku, Yoyogi, boom. 
and this, I, I always make fun of you. Uh, some geography it, now. Yeah, <laughs> very good. <laughs> I love travel. Like I'll help you get around Tokyo with this. This this is this might be the most informative fucking podcast. Uh, of all time. Hey, listen, okay. you, you you had mentioned Okada earlier. Um, he was being a real prick on these shows, wasn't he? Yeah. Sh- yeah, sh- yeah. Showing a real mean streak, um, especially at the end of the first night by just just attacking Sonata senselessly and uh, shoving Okada box right down his throat as he has him locked in that in that Cobra clutch finish of his. Yeah, we were uh... – the, the bag of Okada bucks in the, in the, underneath the ring. Uh, yeah, it was very heel-like, wasn't it? When was the last time we saw like a like a heel Okada like that? I, I feel like it's been a long time. Yeah, we haven't seen Prick Okada in a long time, that's for sure. I love uh, Prick Okada. Almost, yeah. as love as, almost as much as I love Prick Tanahashi, which we don't see that often. Prick Tanahashi is one of my favorites. Like when he was doing that shit with DDT. Oh, that was the best. Oh, and burying him as this fucking Mickey Mouse promotion. That like, was so great. Fuck? That that really was great. Ta- Dickhead Tanahashi is 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 my favorite Tanahashi. It might very well be my favorite Tanahashi. Yeah, but Okada here. I'll tell you what the the early exchanges between uh, him and Sonata uh, in that first uh, uh, tag match. Of course, it was him and Goto and Ghetto versus Sonata, Evil and Bushi. The early exchanges really got me excited for their match on February tenth. Just everything was just just really crisp and snappy. And um, I can't wait to see what they can do in a singles match together. It's it's. I think they've done a really good job of hyping everybody up too. Um, in a lot of these matches, like the Sonata match, I think um, I'm getting more and more hyped for. Um, oh, I just dropped my phone. Speaking of piece of shit phone, <laughs> probably in seven pieces now. Um, I think they're doing a great job with that. I'll tell you what. I think they, they're doing a great job hyping me up for um, Will and Takahashi. Um, there's a lot of shit that's in the pipeline that, like, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm ready to, I'm ready to fucking make this happen. Let's let's do Evil and Goto. It's good stuff, right? Everybody's excited for this stuff. Yeah, the Sonata match specifically, though. Um, I think that Sonata is one of those guys that a lot of people, you know, they say to themselves, you know, this guy's got all the physical tools. He's 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 talented as all hell. He can wrestle. He's athletic. He's got a great build. But there's something missing here. What is this? And one of the things that you've mentioned before uh, on, on this podcast, Damon, and I, th- and, and I think you're onto something. You had mentioned um, he kind of uh, is, is not very good at his facial expressions. And I saw a bit of that on Twitter, too, at least from one of our listeners who kind of basically said that the guy doesn't have much of a personality going on. Um, do you still think that that is the case with Mr. Sonata? I think his personality is is that he's, you know, you don't give a fuck. You know, right, very, right. But that can only take you so far when it comes... Like, I get... Again, one of the biggest challenges I had when Naito started becoming Los Ingobernables, Naito... Uh, was you know the whole nonchalantness? Oh, you know? pe- people need to go back and listen to those episodes. <laughs> back, back, back when Naito, you know, and and, and this is 2015 G1. You know, this is this is like the infancy of the Purocast, and Damon is just burying this gimmick, and just you know he doesn't get it. And what is this? And maybe the, one of the best gimmicks of the past <laughs> fucking five years. And the, I'm like, what? the Lij chain, the the Lij handcuffs, like. Oh my God! Just the, <laughs> just, just, a, just the biggest burial ever. Those those are must listen to episodes of classic Purocast. 
That is funny. Uh, listen, I got a, I got a dame in his right folder. I got a dame in shit to bed folder. <laughs> I'll put that one in the shit the bed folder. Uh, and I, I've come around. Look, I got a Los Ingobernables hat. Right? I'm a fan. I'm a, definitely a fan. Um, I've come around. But, again, the, I, I, the, the one thing about Sonata, yeah, is that he is, you know, he is, there is it's a, it's a clean sheet of ice with him. It's, there's, it's, it's, you're either into that character or you're not. You're not. It's, it, there's, there is no. Eh, it's okay. It's like either people are going to be like, oh, what the fuck is he doing? He doesn't do anything. I mean, he's athletic, but, um, or it's ah, oh, he's just a badass and he's just, you know, the coolest guy ever. So, um, I get both sides of the argument. So, uh, but, I mean, nobody thinks he's winning this title, right? Um, no, I think that most people are. Um looking at this as what it is and that is number one a uh, easy first title defense post wrestle kingdom for okada and uh number two again what we've talked about time and time again on this podcast of uh new japan being really good almost better than anyone i think of um, taking guys like a sonata or an evil and um just kind of um ha- having them simmer on the back burner for a little while, putting them in a big spot, seeing how they do, and then you know just just keeping them, giving them giving them a, a, another layer of credibility, and having them simmer once again, and then they'll pull them out at the right time when they need them. And I think that that's what this match will be for Sonata. It's a big spot for him, and uh, I think I, I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to have a an excellent match together. Um, it's just oh, I think the match would be great. Yeah. It's just Sonata, you know. Again, a lot of people have uh, a lot of people are feeling that 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 missing thing from him, and uh, we'll see if he can add it in Osaka. Um, I'm looking forward to it, especially after these two new beginning shows. I think I thought it was weird when Kelly and and Callis would even mention that. Like they kept saying, like, "Oh, he only really goes at seventy percent, or he only really goes, you know, not half-hearted, but you know, like he's not when he gets to one hundred percent, he's going to be unstoppable." And, and while I would agree with that as a fan doing a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, I don't know if that's something I would bring up on commentary. Right, because that, you know I, mean? I mean, how does that get him over? However, one thing I will say is that I think that um, Okada attacking him afterwards, that, I mean, kayfabe-wise, that is what Okada is trying to... Ok- Okada's trying to get that extra 30% that's missing from Sonata by attacking him and humiliating him and being just a just a downright prick to him. I mean, I think that's the story here, you know, that um, they're telling uh, with Okada and, and, and with uh, Kevin Kelly and Don Callis. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, uh, that, that whole angle and, and post-match. Where he where he shoves the Okada bucks in his mouth and yeah he's trying to get him elevated he's trying to get a reaction you know and because uh, and again one of the things that they did make mention of was you know how Okada really wants not only to wrestle the best he wants to wrestle people he wants to wrestle the best people at their best um, that's the challenge for Okada so um, yeah I could see that. Yeah, I can see that. But again, I just think it's, I think it is a very weird dynamic that you're you're going out and admitting that this guy's giving it seventy percent. 
<laughs> it is kind of strange. It is kind of strange because, I mean, if he's a New Japan star, then he's automatically one of the best, right? I mean, if he's in there with Okada. Right. But, and again, like I said, I don't know. Like, imagine a football commentator being like, well, it looks like that running back's giving 70%. You know, <laughs> right. Or that, you know, or that third baseman, eh, you know, he's going to, you know, give it half hearted. Um, weird. But, uh, you know, I, I do see that, again, that's the story being told of Okada trying to get that reaction and get. Get a little bit more out of him, and maybe we'll see it in this match. You know, maybe maybe this match is where that turns the corner. Um, it's always good when somebody kind of breaks a little bit away from a character, um, and and see and and you see a different side of him. Um, that could be that could be interesting. It kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, even Kevin Kenny Omega. You know, where Kenny Omega was like, "Listen, you're going to see a different side of me against Jericho," right? Um, which again, it's good. Multiple layers. I think that's really what it is. I, you know what? I think I may have nailed it. Great job by me on this. Yeah, give, this give, give yourself a pat on the back, Damon. <laughs> this is what it is. I talked it out, sounded it out. There's no layers. Again, he is that clean sheet of ice. That's it. It's it's one thing. There are, there aren't multiple layers that make a pro wrestling a pro wrestler so interesting, right? Again, we talked about Dick Tanahashi. That's just a layer, right? We talk about Dick Okada. That's just the layer, right? Yeah, there's um, there, there's just Sonata. Sonata is Sonata. Right. Either you like it or you don't like it. Um, there, there aren't multiple layers. But you got to admit, it's the best thing. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, There's nothing to sink their teeth into. Um, either you like it or you don't like it. Um, so I think that's the challenge people have. And, and I think that's, that's a valid argument. Yeah, and I think that they're doing a good job, um, you know, Portraying that in this feud, of course, Tanahashi, or excuse me, Okada, uh, winning the first night with the Cobra Clutch on Bushi, and then they kind of swapped it the next night with Sonata uh, making Ghetto tap out to the skull end, and then Sonata getting on the mic uh, afterwards. And um, now on the second night of the match that I'm speaking of, uh, we saw Yoshihashi try to attack Naito uh, after the match, of course, building towards uh, their matchup in Osaka, which feels kind of, it's like a little break for Naito. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough for me to say that it's a marquee match, right, um, with Yoshihashi. And what is the purpose of this match, really? Break for Naito. Eh, fuck as I know. Yeah. Break for Naito. Um, I assume that he's still going to. And again, nothing was confirmed, but I think we're looking at Naito Jericho for that Long Beach show in March. That's what I heard. But here's the thing, too. I didn't hear that match mentioned once. I heard no references to Naito Jericho at all during these shows. Maybe I missed it, but I didn't see it in any of the video packages. I didn't see it. I didn't hear anybody mention it on commentary. Did I miss that? But I, I, I feel like they. That kind of vanished in thin air. Uh, no, you definitely didn't miss it. They did not mention it. The only f- immediate thought that I have is, okay, don't talk about it. Make people forget about it. So the next time Jericho makes a surprise appearance in Osaka or whatever, it's a big deal. Uh, okay. Um, I kind of felt like that was the hottest thing going out of out of New Year Dash. Yeah, so did I. I mean, if listen, I don't know for sure, but there wasn't one mention of it. All quiet on the Western Front, as far as Jericho Naito, as of now. I mean, it might have been just in passing. Maybe again, maybe I missed it. 
if I if I did, somebody will definitely let us know. I'm sure. Um, I didn't hear anything. I didn't see it in any video packages. Um, I thought that was very odd. Um, I wonder uh, aloud if if there's a problem. No, I don't think there's that, that, that there's any problem. No. No. No, I think it's just what I said. I think that uh, they kind of want people to to uh, forget about it a little bit. So when there is another another surprise Jericho run in, uh, it is uh, noteworthy. But as far as Naito's impending match with Yoshihashi at the Osaka show on February 10th, the one thing I will say, and uh, Damon, I'm sure you noticed that the uh, the English commentary team was making note of the fact that. Naito was uh, he was going a little old school early Lij uh, a little bit of a uh, little bit of prick Naito coming out again right I mean we haven't seen that uh, I mean Naito's been f- uh, pr- pretty much a babyface right for the longest time and um, I feel like Yoshihashi that is a good um, underdog opponent for him to go up against to um, bring out a little more of that. Uh, that dickish Lij Naito side, so that's one way you could look at it. Yeah, I mean they they were definitely banging that home in the sense of, hey, you know what, Naito lost his focus in that Okada match at Wrestle Kingdom for that one split second, and he's going to placate to the to the crowd and give him another Destino, and he fucked up, and that was that. Um, so yeah, I, I I do know that they are hammering that point home. Uh, and and yeah, you did see him a little bit more heelish tactics. Um, and again, I, I I feel like Naito is a heel. It, again, he's like like a lot of pro wrestlers now. You know, he's the cool heel, right? right? Um, so yes, he can play to the fans a little bit and still be a heel and and heel type uh, mannerisms and. But yeah, I think I think uh, that's the story going in for Yoshihashi. Is that this is an I don't want to say this is an easy one for for Naito, but it's a, it is a match to kind of reestablish maybe some of that uh, as you like to call it prick Naito um, in there. Yeah, we got prick Okada, prick Tanahashi, and of course prick Naito. So um, kind of cool to see that coming out again, I guess. But uh, I mean, this has got to be just just a little pit stop um, for Naito early in the year um i don't quite know where they're going with this um beyond the initial match but uh we'll see i'm 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 hoping that see now you're getting me worried about this whole jericho thing i did start the the wheels in my head started to go when you uh, posed the question is there a problem again i just find it pretty amazing that again the hottest thing to come out of dash listen when everybody left dash that's all anybody was talking about i mean and truth be told uh, it wasn't like everybody was talking about Jay White, right? I'm going to be honest. It wasn't like everybody was, was buzzing about Jay White. Um, we did like the, uh, obviously, everybody liked the uh, Kenny Omega save. But the Jay White thing, I don't know. It, I, n- nobody was talking about that. Everybody that I talked to was super pumped up that Chris Jericho decided to hop in on Naito. And it was a, good, it was a nice fit. Um, and exciting that there was going to be some some more stuff. Uh Again, I don't know if there is or there isn't. I just found it very odd that there wasn't a whimper or whisper about that matchup. And I thought that that was a focal point leaving Dash. 
No, listen. I don't want. I don't want to cause panic with everybody, right? I don't want fucking everybody to get all, uh, you know. Damon said on the pure cast. Not, no, no, you're you're going to see that in the dirt sheets tomorrow. <laughs> you think so? Um, I, I mean, listen. Again, I say things. Sometimes I know. I, I don't know anything now. I'll, I'll tell you flat out. Nobody's told me nothing about it. I don't know. Well, pal, maybe he had a talk with somebody and they uh, they hashed out a little deal. Uh, be at Raw 25 in Brooklyn. <laughs> we'll work it out. Gotta gotta drop that Japan shit though. <laughs> That's the worst Stephanie imitation we do. I tell you, it's really terrible. Um, um, uh, I don't know. I, I have not heard. But again, I'll I'll circle back and just uh, again. I think it's something to be somewhat concerned with. Not, not a mention. It's just not something to keep your eye on. That's all. All right. Well, my eyes are on it, Colin. I do a New Japan podcast. Yeah. So, so do I. What a coincidence. Right, well, we got four eyes. We can we can put on it. All right. Hey. So. Um, while we, I, I, I want to kind of close on um, the Omega Jay White main event since, like, that is kind of what everybody's talking about. Of course, the aftermath with, with, with that. But anything else on the undercard from the first show, Damon, that uh, you want to make note of? Huh. Uh, what else was on the show? <laughs> but we talked about the Kitamura Elgin match. We talked right. about the uh, Suzuki Goon match. Kushida right. getting the win there. Um, right. Never open weight uh, trios titles. Of course, Fale and. G.O.D. retaining over Makabe, Hanare, and Taguchi. Um, I, don't, I don't know if there's much to say about that. Yeah, that's probably one of my least favorite matches. Um, um, yeah, successful defense. I, I do like, I, again, I like them as the never champs. I think that's a good fit for them. I have no problem with that. Um, I think they should have a nice long run, actually. Uh, but, yeah, the match was... Right. Could they be the first um, long-term never trios champs? And by long-term, I mean oh, a long time, like months. Month, yeah, yeah, months. Or do you think that that title will will, will never see a period like that? No, I don't think that's what okay. these belts are for. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, I don't know months. I mean, listen, how long did did Evil and Sonata and Bushi go? A little bit, right? Couple, yeah, a little bit. Months, right? de- de- decent amount of time. Yeah, I think I think that's really going to be the 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 bar. I don't think anybody, and that's fine. I think that's what these belts are for, right? That's what these belts are for. Flip flop them around, give people something to do, make them feel important, and yeah, move on. So with Suzuki as the uh, new Intercontinental Champion, beyond Togi Makabe, which again I think that's just an easy first defense for him. Um, who do you want to see Suzuki defend this belt again? I, I, I mean, my first uh, person has got to be Tomohiro Ishii. And wouldn't it be interesting if Ishii won the New Japan Cup and went after Suzuki? Hmm. See, I don't... Wouldn't make sense. He would be sense. the guy to do that, you know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't, because if you win and you get to pick whatever one you want, why would you go You know, you know, go for the top? If belt, the right? champ but, is a chaos guy, then maybe you wouldn't if you're in that right? faction. That's a good point. And, and again, Ishii's the kind of guy that's like, fuck it, I'm doing never. You know? <laughs> right. He is, that, he is that bonehead, like, you know, more guts than brains. Um, yeah, maybe. I, I would like I would like that. I would like... I'm, I, I gotta be honest. I'm not thrilled about the Makabe one. Uh, it doesn't really excite me. Makabe's not one of my favorites. Um, 
And again, that's where we get into kind of scary territory with Suzuki holding a major title because you know that there are some strings attached to that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and and plenty of nonsense. Yeah, it is something to be troubled with. Um, Not going to lie. It is something to be troubled with. That's what I'm hoping for, though, Damon, that Suzuki versus Ishii. We've got to see that this year. I think we will. I think we will. Um, I'll tell you what. I like the idea that people are questioning why can't people in factions challenge for belts. Yeah, I, I, I like do- that, that that's being mentioned because that was like the biggest the biggest thing. You know, we wanted that Okada-Ishii rematch. That was that was my favorite match from 2016. Of course, I'm talking about the uh, Okada-Ishii G1 match. And, you know, we, we, we've been waiting a long time for that rematch now too, haven't we? Well, we're not getting that, right? <laughs> but you were, hey, wait a second. You were talking about uh, it, it, it paying to be a fan and, you know, it waiting is worth it in new japan so so that doesn't uh play into anything with ishii and okada i con i would love to think that it does uh, and 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 i hope it would They're, they don't do things like that just to do it you know what i mean like here's the thing the the, the one thing that just eats at me is that Ishii could have easily lost that match. Like it meant nothing in the grand scheme of things, didn't it? In that G1. No. Like Ishii could have lost that match, and it still would have been a great match, and that would have been that. But he beat like Okada's Ishii... ass definitively. Right. right. Like that's just troubling to me. Like, why would you do that without having some type of payoff? Like it was it, it was cut and dry. He was he was better than Okada on that night. Right. Uh look, again, that that. To me, again, as as I talk about this show, and I talk, you know, as I opened with this show in New Japan and how they do reward you for being a fan, and they do give you those nuggets throughout time and the slow burn. There's an asterisk there, I guess. I'm waiting for this one. When it comes to same faction G1 matches, there is an <laughs> asterisk. It might be an asterisk. Um yeah, when does Ishii get that shot? I listen, it's but here's the thing. That and I, I'm gonna use a word that I hate, but here we go. That narrative is there in their back pocket. And it can be used really at any time. And maybe like, that maybe they're saving it for a rainy day, a day where shit goes down, something interferes with their uh, normally scheduled programming, and it's like, hey, we 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 have this in the back pocket, a an instantly great match, like pretty much is guaranteed to be an excellent match. We have that waiting, right. just in yeah. case. I mean, I don't know if they did that for that reason. For some, again, this is a company that does like to do the slow burn. Um, and I love them for this. Uh, this one, this one does have me scratching my head a little bit. Like, when when is that payoff? Or are we just gonna forget that this happened? Um, yeah, uh, I I would hope that we would see that sometimes. But again, it is something that that they, that they absolutely do have in their back pocket. They can go to it at any time. Um, I mean, how great would it be to see Ishii turn on Okada? You know. Or, or, you know, not even turn on him. J- j- just lay out the challenge. I want to turn. I want a full fledged. Ah, Ishii. no. Yeah. No, you yeah. can't do that. Uh, Ishii turn essentially turning heel on Okada. 
uh, just get wanting what what is due to him, wanting what is due to him. Ishii is not that that would not fit his character to like uh, attack Okada. Oh, I think it would. No, because Ishii is a man of honor. Like him, Fuck him, all that. him sharing a faction, him sharing a faction with Okada, and the level of respect he has for Okada that has to mean something. That just can't go out the window. I mean, I think he has to formally issue a challenge and i'm hoping that's gonna come with this new japan cup but i want full-fledged you know what motherfucker i'm i want to be champion too and 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 i pinned your ass and uh you haven't given me a shot and i feel disrespected and i feel uh a little you know i think it's a little fucked up so i'm gonna teach you a little lesson right now i'm gonna smash your head in and then we're gonna fucking do this at wherever you know you talk about your Okada 316. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph 316. <laughs> that's what I you mean, want. That's what I want. I want, I want, yeah. At the, want... at the finale of the New Japan Cup as Ishii yeah. is getting crowned. Yeah, I listen, I want Stone Cold Pitbull <laughs> to hear Ishii. I'm down. Okay, hey, I'm down. All right, let's do it. Come on. Let's you you know how I love WWF crossovers. Oh, of course. Why, That'd be the whole promotion if, if it was up to me. It would just be one <laughs> one big crossover. I know your tweets. You love you love watching the Raw. I, hey, listen. That was just that, that was one show that I was commenting on for fun. All right, Get out of here. Making it sound like I I live tweet Raw every Monday. I, listen, out I of saw your mind. a couple. I was like, oh my god, this guy's uh, this guy's watching. First of all, you're watching it, and two, uh, I was like, oh, okay. Fucking uh, Colin Miller won't shake them ropes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so you were, uh, you were talking about a slow burn earlier, and that's kind of how we started this podcast out with, uh, of course, talking about the reunion of the uh, Golden Lovers. Um, and again, I think that, well, first of all, there's a couple things I want to comment on. Uh, n- number one, it's as it pertains to Jay White, we were talking a little bit about his his believability as like a top guy. Um one particular spot that I wanted to talk about from this U.S. title match that just felt so insincere to me was when Omega's just beating down Jay White and he's giving him uh, V-triggers and knee strikes and Jay White's doing the the laughing gimmick, like... You know the 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 Joker laughing gimmick. Give, give give me more punishment. That just felt so insincere to me and contrived when he was laughing. I I did not buy that for a second, and that's the problem to to me with Jay White. Like that 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 pretty much that one spot summed up everything that is wrong with Jay White in my mind, and it and and it has nothing to do with bell to bell in the ring because he's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm like he. It's like if I have a New Year's resolution, it might be. It sounds like a like, TNA pay per view. <laughs> New, New Year's <laughs> resolution. Yeah. Uh, you know, it might be. Let's let's try and be more patient, right? With how these wrestling promotions do their thing, right? And especially New Japan. And again, we are very impatient with it. Um, there. Something is missing. Something's missing. Um, and But New Japan is going out of their way to elevate Jay White. Um, is it a forcedness or contrivedness, as you, as you pointed out? 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's that. Um, and, and again, bell to bell. I think he's great. I thought that I thought that the Omega match was great. Um, I mean, it I almost went a half hour. It was, it, it was just a few seconds shy of a half hour. Yeah. I mean, if I'm doing, if I'm doing flakes, it's over four, right? I would give it four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't know if I'm going that high. I'm probably in the fours. Um, but there is something missing, man. And again, I don't know. I I don't know if it's um the fact that he that that the people are having a tough time taking him seriously in the position that he's in. Young Lion to main eventer to Tokyo Dome uh, third from the top. Yeah, it's a bit jarring. Know. I just haven't seen the reaction to like the 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 crowd's reaction, and I'm talking to the Japanese crowd. Like, and again, even at Dash, it was kind of like, you know, Kenny Omega announces that he's going to bring in Jay White, and it was kind of like, okay, all right, here's 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 where we're going with this, and then Jay White turns on Kenny Omega. I don't know. I just I didn't, I don't know if I felt that kind of buzz like the, it it was nowhere near the jericho naito um in the building i thought um again we talked about wrestle kingdom and and listen i hate to be that guy but it, it, it was a lot of people's bathroom breaks um i don't think the match was that bad either it's just something that's just not and i and, and i'd be curious to hear what other people think of this like what are other what, what other people are Thinking of what is missing with Jay White, because there's something missing. I will say though, I think that I mean, this was Jay White's. Uh, do you do you think that this was his best match since coming back, or ever? Ever, I'm talking because he's only had like a you know one singles match since coming back. Um, yeah, I'm talking he ever. Had, he had a really great match with Will Ospreay at uh, Ring of Honor. Might have been what? What is their December show? Their final oh, show? Oh, final battle! Uh, final battle! Um, I was there for that. That was the infamous Tanahashi hug. Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I I do remember that. The, the infamous Tanahashi hug. I have that somewhere. Oh, I have it. You fucking know that. I have it tattooed on my fingers. <laughs> um, That's in like one of those heart lockets, you know, that they have. <laughs> yes. You open yeah. it up wait, and there's picture wait, you. I'm, Colin, I swear to God, right now. Uh. So Fumi likes to make these stamps, right? Uh, wrestling stamps, and he made a stamp of me with Liger kissing Liger um, from Long Beach, and then I got it as a T-shirt for Christmas, and I'm wearing it right now. <laughs> it says Damon loves Liger. It's in a it's in a heart. <laughs> it's me kissing Liger. It's great. Um, mm, I don't know, man. What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> this being Jay White's best match. Well, uh, the Osprey match was great. Um, yes, I would say I would give. It, I would go yes, best match. Yes, this was, and I, and I did say this. I I think that Kenny Omega was a better first big match opponent for Jay White than Tanahashi was, stylistically speaking. Again, I just think it was a very tough spot for Jay White in, in at, at the dome. Uh, 
I, I don't, but, but again, I'm, I, I don't have a problem with the matches. The matches are good. Matches are really good. Yeah, Tanahashi match, very good. This match, very, very good. Great, I would say, actually. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with uh, Jay White going forward. Again, it looks like uh, Adam Page is his Ugh. first. Uh, but, hey, listen, I don't think Adam Page is bad. But, uh, by any stretch of the imagination, my issue is that this kind of relegates that title uh, to a mid-card title again, which, you know, Kenny Omega was talking about making this title mean something. And, well, you know, there's too many well, titles in New Japan the way it is, and we don't need another mid-card title. All right. Well, maybe I'm going to play the devil's advocate. Okay. Maybe they're elevating Hangman Page. Uh, no. Jay White's going to elevate him? Hey, Jay White just got a fucking... J- Listen, Jay White has been elevated. Jay White got a win over Kenny Omega. One, two, three, clean. Did come out of nowhere. That's a big That's a big win. Hey, speaking of which, uh, speaking of one, two, three, I thought that was a weird spot. The the, the red shoe spot where you noticed the shoulder was up by yeah. like a center. That, that felt like it, it kind of put a little halt on the match to me. Yep. Great point. It was yes. awkward. Yep. Yeah, and even Kevin Kelly was kind of like, "What the fuck?" You know, what this? And then you, you saw the replays. Yeah, that was just a weird shoulder up. I mean, yes, the shoulder was up, but like, you, I was the, almost the, like, I I was thinking to myself, wait a second, did he uh, did did Jay White accidentally lift his shoulder up and like they're calling that like it's a shoot? Yeah, it was a very awkward moment in that match that did deflate the balloon a little bit. Uh, yep, good call by you on that one. Yes. I mean, if they plan that, I I I, I want to ask why. <laughs> plan, I mean, that was a that was a plan. I mean, right? That that, that I mean, I think it was a plan. Well, I think the first problem was was the 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 live camera shot didn't get it. But you know what I mean? So you yeah, they you they, they, they showed it on the replay. Yeah, you saw red shoes kind of halt the the and you're like, why is he stopping counting? Is he not kicking out? What's happening? And then they did the replay, and you saw the little. And again, it was just a shoulder that got. It wasn't like his arm got up. It was very weird. Yeah, that good good call on that. That's that did that did deflate the balloon for me too. Absolutely. Yeah, just a, just a little observation there. But um, I think perhaps um, even bigger than the match itself again uh, was what happened afterwards with uh, Cody coming out and Marty Skrull and uh, Hangman Page and of course before that. Um, Omega stripping the belt away from uh, Hangman Page, uh, giving it rightfully to Jay White. And uh, that's when Trouble in Paradise started, and Cody came out, and we saw the uh, the double cross. So I guess Cody has uh, kind of taken over, taken over the Bullet Club. Yeah, well, the first thing that was I think was significant was Young Bucks. Yeah, so, o- o- Omega push- accidentally shoving Matt. Right, and then they were like, "Well, fuck this noise, we're out." Right, <laughs> and, then, and they were gone, and then everything went down. Uh, and I like, I like the fact that in that moment, Kenny Omega is despondent. You know, he just lost a fucking title, and he's losing his friends, and he's losing his position in Bullet Club, and 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 you know, it's it, it was in a rough emotional state. And then Kota Ibushi's there extends the hand and it's like oh, I can't fucking I can't do this I don't want to put whatever you know whatever the reasoning is and then it was the big hug and ah oh, that was pro wrestling right there that was great that was fucking great 
it was compelling, uh, and it did yeah. not feel phony at all. It felt real. It was the polar opposite of Jay White doing his giggly laugh to the pain. Right. right. It really felt organic. That felt pure. authentic. It really did. I, I got to be honest with you. It felt authentic and pure and um, organic and, um, again, just great. Like, I hate. I'm not the biggest fan of people going on about the storytelling. The story sometimes it's like I just watch wrestling for the matches, right? I would say the majority of the time I do. But then if you really look at it, no, I, I really can appreciate a good storyline and a good payoff, and and that's a, that's a great example of it. Um, and again, it was a, it was an emotional moment. I thought it was uh, that's compelling pro wrestling to me. That's like that's just a fucking great job that they were able to connect those dots finally. And again, it looks like we're uh, headed towards Omega and Ibushi versus Cody and uh, Hangman Page, if I had to fathom a guess. Yeah, or some variations therein, you know. Um, yeah, you yeah. could put uh, uh, Cody and Marty Skrull. I think I'd like to see that even more. So what are you thinking What are you thinking with the Elite? What are you thinking with, uh, what do you think this all fleshes out? How do, how do you think this all pans out? Um, I see an event. I, I mean, we've been talking about the elite sort of splitting off from uh, the main Bullet Club for a while now, and uh, I think that we're going to see the Bucks eventually uh, come to their senses, if you will, and uh, kind of stick up Patch for their buddy up. Kenny. Yeah, right. But I don't think that that's going to go over uh, quite well with uh, Cody and company. Where the, where the fuck's Fale? Where the fuck? Fale's uh, in New Zealand. He's 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 got a lot going on, Damon. He's got a wrestling school. He's, uh, look, he's he's on these shows. Where was where was uh, God during all this nonsense? <laughs> I I think uh, God's kind of just taking a back seat and uh, kind of they're they're almost like the um the country that waits to get involved in the war until they see how what <laughs> which way the wind is blowing. Right. Okay. Yeah, they're kind of right. just waiting things out. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, do you think this is the demise of the Bullet Club, or do you think it's more of uh, changing of the guard? Uh, no, it's certainly not the demise of the Bullet That's almost like the demise of money. Like, let's just <laughs> let's, let's light $100 bills on fire. Hey, listen, pal, maybe, maybe you don't know about this Bitcoin stuff, right? <laughs> I, I've heard something about it. Me too. I have no idea what the fuck it is. I, I'm uh, like, what? Cryptocurrency is a mystery to me. If you know anything Crypto- about it, if you have any hot tips, uh, t- tweet them at, at, at PuroCast. I'd, I'd like to get on board with this, but I'm not smart enough. I like it better when it was called a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I or, like it better when, when it was called Amway. <laughs> yeah. Good uh, lord. I know. Uh, I mean, the, the the Bullet Club's not going anywhere. I mean, they're they're probably Bullet Club is probably the only New Japan related thing that like you can go to a store somewhere and somebody will be wearing a Bullet Club t-shirt. You know what I mean? Uh, listen, I guarantee you, Royal Rumble starts in what twenty minutes, forty minutes, whatever. Yeah, an hour and a half, whatever. Uh, listen, I'm staying home and watching Ice Rim. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm too good to watch the Rumble. <laughs> I've got some grimy indie Pudoresu to watch tonight on an um, illegal drive. That's right. Hey, listen, I don't know how to. No, I'm joking. Um, uh, but I guarantee you, you walk in that Wells Fargo Center, 
Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. By the way, I do have a hot take from uh, Eric, who was working at the Wells Fargo Center tonight. Oh, yeah? Uh, and I quote, Royal Rumble, I hate everyone. <laughs> um, I guarantee you, you will see plenty, plenty of the various incarnations of Bullet Club t-shirts uh, in the Wells Fargo Center. That is for sure. Yeah, so there you go. Lots to talk about from these new beginning shows. Lots happened as we uh, build towards Osaka on uh, February 10th, a couple weeks away. And, uh, of course, next weekend, right here on the PureCast, we will be doing our official new beginning in Osaka preview show. So that is the schedule as of now. Damien, what do you say we wrap things up for today? That's good. I'm starving. Uh, I guess I will watch a little Rumble, right, tonight? Um, yeah, hey, what the hell? I might, I might do the NXT show. I'm going to watch that. I heard nothing but good things about that. Um, main event was really good. Yeah. All right. I'll check it out. Um, I got a birthday right around the corner, too, Colin. Just FYI. Just saying. You know, so we got to we gotta prepare for that. Uh, but a lot of fun things happening uh, here on the PureCast. So um, I, that's all I have for today. I No need for any closing thoughts. You can put a bow in this one. Alrighty, there you have it. So remember, NewJapanPuroCast.com, your one-stop shop for all things PuroCast. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom. just an endless way to listen to the PuroCast. And of course, we are part of the Great Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Uh, check them out as well, VoicesOfWrestling.com. Listen to that. Uh, what, what was the name of that show you were on, Damon? That would be Joe Gagne's five-star match game. Uh, again, a very fun trivia-heavy uh, show uh, where you're uh, competing against another, uh, and I put in air quotes, famous uh, wrestling journalist personnel. Well, you are famous. I am famous. <laughs> That's for sure. Listen, I tell you what. In the hearts and famous. minds of many people. I listen, I had a great time with, with uh, Lanza. He is a, he's a funny guy. And uh, listen, I told him flat out. Um, you know, I think I, I feel the voices of wrestling flagship show is the, it's, that's the bar, right. When it comes to, um, fan produced podcasts, um, for sure. Fun, it's funny. Uh, I think they're entertaining. They keep the pace going. And again, uh, they might not be right all the time and they may not, um, I might not agree with everything they say, but, um, they do a great job of at least starting the discussion and thoughts in your head, maybe seeing things in a different perspective. Um, so again, I, I, I had a great time with Lanza. So it's uh, Joe Gagne's five-star match game. Uh, it's a fun, quick listen. Give it a shot and uh, watch me be embarrassed. Damon, it's it's got a beat and you can dance to it, right? Absolutely correct. That is correct. All righty. So on that note, for Damon McDonald, my name is Colin Miller. We'll catch you guys right here next weekend to preview the new beginning in Osaka. Have a great week, guys.
In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and in me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today.